This is episode number nine of the Mind Body Masters podcast. I'm your host, Jake Curry. Now, today's episode is titled How the Nocebo Effect is Making You Sick and Delaying Your Healing. Now, if you're like most people, chances are you've heard of the placebo effect and what it entails, but most people haven't heard of the evil cousin of the placebo, the nocebo. So we're going to look into what exactly it is today. We're going to look at how understanding this can help your body to heal faster and how it can also prevent you from experiencing uh, various illnesses. One other thing that we're going to look at is we're going to look at something called uh, mass psychogenic illness, which is where the nocebo effect takes hold and affects large populations of people. So um, a very interesting topic given the current state of the world. So today, at the end of today's episode, you're going to understand exactly what this is. You're going to probably see some patterns in your own life where this is affecting you negatively. And you're going to get some simple steps to learn how you can uh, negate this so that your body can start healing way more effectively and way faster. So make sure you stay tuned. Hello, my name is Jake Curry. I specialize in the mind-body connection and teaching people how to heal themselves. This podcast is going to show you exactly how to become a true mind-body master so that you can break free from the old emotions and patterns in your mind that have kept you stuck. When you're able to do this, you can heal yourself physically from the inside out, unlock your true potential and live a life of flow, experiencing inspiration and energy like never before. If you're ready to learn how to harness the healing powers of your mind and develop the tools to become emotionally bulletproof, well, stay tuned as we heal, grow, and evolve. Okay, so to kick off this episode, I think it's probably best to start with what exactly the the placebo effect is. We'll get to the nocebo effect in a minute, but the placebo effect is probably the far more known of these two Uh, effects in the body. So put simply, the placebo effect is, imagine I gave you a sugar pill, a sugar pill that has no medicinal benefit, no ability to help you in any capacity. But I, you're under the belief that that uh, sugar pill is a miraculous new drug that's going to make you feel a lot better. So the placebo effect is basically, this is, this is really a really simple explanation, but it's when you have the belief that a pill or a treatment is going to help you. And what we actually find is that belief actually produces tangible results in the body. So if you are getting a sugar pill and you take it thinking that it's going to help you feel less pain, well, you're going to actually physically experience less pain. So this is an amazing, amazing effect. And it is so overlooked in science um, just because it's it just doesn't, ha- no one really understands it and it's something that can't necessarily be utilized. But the placebo effect is, a, it's, it's a sign of the body's ability to heal. It's a sign of the body, body's ability to rejuvenate and repair, which is amazing. And it really highlights the, the importance of the mind and the psyche and how that actually impacts the body. So that's the placebo effect. Essentially a a substance or a treatment that has no real benefit having benefits because you believe that it's going to help you. So what's the nocebo effect? Well, the nocebo effect is is something that's not really talked about much. And essentially it's the opposite. It is a harmless um a harmless substance or treatment that when taken or used would generally give no uh benefits or or any um negative effects. 
but you're under the belief that this this thing is going to make you worse. It's going to make you feel sick. It's going to make you feel pain. And therefore, it does. So um, I Googled this this morning. I went to OWISE Google and I said, Google, define what is the nocebo effect. So it's a detrimental effect on health produced by psychological or psychosomatic factors um, such as negative expectations of a treatment or a prognosis. So put simply, if you think something's going to be bad for you, it's going to be bad for you. So I see this a lot um, in the work that I do is, is the nocebo effect and our beliefs about our own body. So I've got some really cool examples that I want to share with you about um, how that works in clinical practice and in how that works in terms of um, people staying stuck and staying sick. So one of the one of the I had a, a client uh, a while ago and he had a, a knee issue. So um, he basically had gone through a biological conflict, which um, I, if you go back to episode, I think it's number seven, all about pain. He was running a very particular biological conflict, a physical performance conflict where he felt like he couldn't keep up. He was an athlete. And this guy, his knee was physically adapting and changing to the stress of feeling like he couldn't keep up, feeling like he couldn't compete. And what we did is is he went through all the medical um, procedures to, to figure out what was going on with his knee because it was impacting his training and his ability to, to perform. And... In doing that, he had all of the scans, he had all of the imaging, all of these these tests and things like that, and and there was physical changes in his knee, and he started to really believe that there is something wrong with my knee. My knee's buggered. There's it's it's never going to be the same because that's what he was told by doctors. That's what he was told when he he saw those scans. Is oh, this doesn't look good. This is something that's going to be really detrimental. I don't know if you're going to ever make a full recovery. So this is something that's really interesting. And we worked together and found out the, the biological conflict that was that was causing his knee pain, the emotional unexpected event that he experienced that caused his knee to physically adapt. And I go into this more in a lot more detail in episode seven and all the other episodes. So make sure you go back and have a listen of those first. If you hear that and go, hang on, what is Jake talking about? A, an emotional conflict causing knee pain? If that's foreign to you, go back and have a listen to the previous episodes. But in doing that, often when we we find the emotional conflict that's causing someone's pain, they'll notice an immediate reduction in pain. They'll, they'll experience physical changes really, really quickly. And that's a good confirmation um, for me and, and for them to know that, hey, this is the thing that's causing your knee pain. So this guy had that experience. We uncovered some some old beliefs and some things that um, had occurred, some unexpected events that started his knee pain. And when he realized that, when he made the unconscious conscious, when he had that awareness and when he realized that, hey, that's not really an issue anymore, everything's okay, that happened three years ago, well, this guy experienced an immediate reduction in his pain. He was able to squat deeper. He was able to feel less pressure in his knee. But the thing was, there was, and normally in that in that instance, it's like, great, I'm kind of going, yep, we're all done here. Give it a week or so and your knee will finally be healed and you'll be back to normal. And I followed up with this guy and expecting him to be feeling better except what happened was he goes yeah I'm, I'm probably 70 75 better but I still just notice 
a little bit of pain here and there, I still notice it's it's niggling or it's painful with certain movements or certain things. And this made me realize, I asked him, I said, what do you think about your knee? Do you think there's something wrong with it? Do you think there's something, do you think there's something uh, really bad going on with it? And he goes, oh yeah, definitely. And in that moment, I realized that he was under the effect of the nocebo. The no- nocebo effect had taken control and was actually delaying this guy's healing. And I've seen this a lot, like with most most of the people that I work through who have been and had lots of scans and um, imaging and all of that kind of stuff, there's this element of nocebo effect that people need to break free of and break through in order to finish healing and in order for their body to physically respond. So this guy had the belief because he'd seen these scans that there was something wrong with his knee. And because he'd been told that it, his knee was bad and it was... Um, these changes were, weren't good, he was under the impression that that was still the case. And so what we know is that when someone experiences a biological conflict, an unexpected emotional event that causes the body to physically adapt, there are physical changes that occur. There are changes at the level of the tissue, the bones, the muscles, whatever's being affected, it's physically changing. It's not all in your head. I need to do a whole episode on that to help people understand that when people have gone through um, testing and no one's been able to find the cause of their problem and people have this kind of whimsical um, bypassing thing of going, oh, it's just psychosomatic, it's just in your head. It's not. This is not the case. There are physical changes that are occurring. So this guy had physical changes occurring which were showing up on a scan, but the thing was his knee, that last 25% of healing wasn't occurring because Every day, he'd feel his knee, he'd feel a little bit of pain, or he'd feel it twinge a little bit, and he goes, oh yeah, that's right, my knee's buggered, it's, there's something wrong with it. And what that does is that actually creates, in Germany medicine, we, we call it a localized um, self-devaluation conflict. So what that means is there is something wrong with that part of my body. That belief, that thought, actually creates further changes. It actually creates further breakdown in tissue. It creates further um, stress on the joint. And that really locks a lot of people in. So we can often find the root cause of their pain or their problem. But if there's a, a localized self-devaluation where people go, there is something wrong with my body here, well, then it's going to create a loop. And people get stuck in this loop of thinking every time they feel the pain, which which comes on when the conflict starts to resolve, they go, oh, man, my knee's back. It's buggered. Oh, that's a sign that it's not good. And I've seen people get stuck in this so much and it can really trap people. So one of the ways to tell if you're being affected by this is looking at your self-talk around injuries or around pain or around conditions. If you look at it and go, oh man, this is not good. My body's, my body's worthless. My body's breaking down. I'm so, it's, I'm never going to come right. Um, I saw those scans and it, it's, I know that it's never going to be the case well, then the nocebo effect has got you by the tight and curlies. So it's a matter of actually starting to look at your at your self-talk and look at the beliefs in which you hold around your own ability to heal. So with with an understanding of, of GNM, you know that everything that the body does is meaningful. You know that every single thing, every pain, every illness, every stomach cramp, every skin issue has a meaning and it has a purpose. 
And when you understand these healing symptoms, so when you understand when pain comes on or when these rashes or illnesses come on, you know that the body's already healing. And one of the ways that I helped this guy come out of this nocebo effect was to teach him that these principles and to help him understand that pain is actually part of the healing process. And I wanted him to reframe pain in his mind from, oh, this isn't a good thing. This, is, this reaffirms to me that my knee is buggered, that my knee is broken, that there's something wrong with me. No, 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 no. It's not the case at all. That pain is actually telling you that your body's healing. That pain is actually telling you that your body has finished this biological program and it's now making you stronger. So in talking to him about this and in, in helping him un- make that switch and that paradigm shift in his mind, the nocebo effect started to minimize. It started to reduce. So instead of him, whenever he would feel a twinge in his knee going, oh man, my knee's buggered, my knee's screwed. The doctors told me that I, I wouldn't, I'd likely not be training again because my knee's so bad. He switched his self-talk and he, he created a new habit of thinking that was more life-affirming and going, oh no, my knee is just healing. I've been through a stressful period. The stressful period is finished and now my knee is responding. And when he did this, that last 20% of his knee pain was able to shift. When he was able to recreate this habit and, and stop thinking that there was something wrong with him and replace that with, oh, my knee's healing, my knee's getting better, his body physically responded. So if you heard any of yourself in there, chances are the nocebo effect is delaying your healing. If you've had a chronic pain or a chronic injury or a chronic condition of some description, whatever that may be, if look at your beliefs around your body. Look at your self-talk around your body. Are you saying things to yourself like, oh, I'm screwed. I'm never going to be able to play sport. I'm never going to be able to get back to where I was. My body's weak. I'm Because of this condition, I'm not going to be able to do X, Y, Z. If you have any of those th- thoughts, you need to start to bring your conscious awareness to them and start replacing them. Because otherwise, if you keep up that negative self-talk and those negative beliefs, you're going to lock in that condition, whatever it might be, and it's going to just continue to reaffirm. And this is where chronic illnesses come in, is we need to actually look at our self-talk and our beliefs around our body in order to finish the healing, in order to know that everything's okay, in order for us to know that we are going to heal. So that's the first step is looking at that and looking at your self-talk around your body and around your conditions. The second part is having an understanding of how your body responds to stress because when your body, when you understand how your body responds to stress, well, then you know what to expect. You know that knee pain, for example, is part of the healing process. And like I talked about in episode seven, imagine doing a thousand burpees. When you go through that kind of stress, you understand the pain of not being able to move for three or four days afterwards, right? You understand and you know that that's a good pain. Well, I like to think that all pain is a good pain. All conditions are a good condition because it's actually your body starting to heal. So in looking up the nocebo effect, I found a really amazing video on YouTube and I highly recommend you go and check it out. It's called, This Video Will Hurt You. And it goes through all the effects of the nocebo. So one of the biggest ways that this happens is when we're told by medical professionals who we have see a lot of authority in, when we see, when we, when we hold them as being, they know what's best for me, they know that 
how my body should work. And they, they're telling me one thing. If we see them as being the authority, we are going to believe them no matter what. And so if a medical doctor says to you, oh, your, this scan says that your knee is terrible, it, it's just unlikely that you're ever going to play sport again, you're going to believe every word of that. And that's where the nocebo effect starts. It's essentially like a curse. It's essentially like a curse from a witch doctor, which they talk about in this video. But if it was a witch doctor and said, oh, your knee's never going to be better, if you didn't really believe the witch doctor, well, then you'd be fine. But so often we believe what, what we're told by medical professions. And so one thing that I tell any healthcare practitioner that I work with is make sure you, you use safe languaging. Okay, it's, it's a matter of you don't there's no value in scaring a patient. There's no value in scaring someone that you're working with and making them feel like there's something really wrong with them. It's, you need to be honest with them and you need to tell, tell them the truth but you can tell the truth in a way that's not going to create a secondary conflict by them feeling like there's something really wrong with them. So if you're in that position, if you are a healthcare provider, make sure that you start to look at the way in which you talk to patients instead of going, oh, this is really bad. I don't know if this is something that's going to, you're going to be able to recover from this. Catch yourself doing that because chances are it's doing a lot more harm than it is good for your patients. And we all know as healthcare practitioners, if you're a medical doctor, a chiro, an osteo, a massage therapist, you, the first rule is do no harm. And this is how you can do no harm, is making sure that with the words and with the, the languaging that you're using, make sure that it is in a safe languaging, making sure that you're not giving people what we call a diagnosis shock, the shock of being told, oh, you've got three months to live. Chances are if you're told that you've got three months to live, you're going to believe it and you're going to likely suffer and start to get sicker and sicker and sicker. And that stress of thinking you've got three months to live, chances are that's going to kill you. I know that sounds I know that sounds kind of harsh, but chances are that if you're constantly believing that thought that you've been told, well, it's going to, it's going to, create, a, it's going to create that outcome. We know through looking at quantum, quantum physics is whatever we hold to be true in our mind, often what we create. And without getting too woo-woo and mystical here, if you're constantly thinking that your body's screwed or that your your health is, you're, you're not going to recover and that you're sick and that you're sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, that's what you're going to create. So it's a matter of starting to look at those patterns in your mind and reframing them. So lastly, let's look at something called mass psychogenic illness. And this is a really interesting topic. And it's something that's very, very interesting um, at the moment with what's going on in the world. And what mass psychogenic illness is, is they use the example in this video that um, this video will hurt you on YouTube if you go and search that. They use the example of a, a school in which a teacher thinks that there's something funny in the air. There's some, there's some she senses a bad smell. And she thinks there's something dangerous in the air. And all of a sudden, and there's not, by the way, there's nothing nothing dangerous in the air. But all of a sudden, because she holds a belief that there's something in the air that's going to make her sick, she starts to develop symptoms. She starts to develop headaches and nausea and shortness of breath, all this kind of stuff. And then anyway, the students get wind of this. The students hear about um, how she was getting these particular symptoms. She was getting headaches and shortness of breath and nausea and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, these students started to all get sick as well. And they didn't, all, all of these people were, were realizing that these symptoms were something that was caused by some mystery 
thing and they were all worried about now getting these symptoms. And because they were worried about getting these particular symptoms, they all started to get these particular symptoms. So we talk we talk about, like I said before, the thoughts and f- thoughts that we hold in our in our mind are often what we create. And so this was an example of there was nothing actually wrong with the air. There was no no pathogens or bad things in the air that would make people sick. But because all of these people believed that there was some thing in the air that was making them sick, well, they all started to experience symptoms. And there's a really interesting thing that occurs is um, there's a really cool study by um, a guy called, I think it's a guy, um, called Wheaton. Um, It was done in 2012, and it talks about how um, it was to do with the, the avian flu, the bird flu, and how the more television people watched, the more likely they were to experience um, what part of this mass psychogenic illness. The more that they watched the media, the more they would start to panic and more they would worry that they were getting these particular symptoms. And so with mass psychogenic illness, there is a relationship between the increased severity of the media coverage and going, oh, you need to look out for this condition. You need to look out for headaches and this and that. And that makes people start to panic. And it's kind of like the, if you imagine getting a tickle in your throat, and I'm sure everyone can kind of relate to this. It's it's like there's, there's talk of a cold going around. Everyone's getting sick from the flu and it's flu season or whatever. And you start to get a bit of a tickle in your throat and you're like, oh no, I'm getting it, I'm getting sick, I'm getting sick, I'm getting sick, I don't want to get sick, I've got all of these things coming up that I need to do. And by con- consistently worrying and thinking that you're getting sick, chances are you're going to make yourself even more sick. So this is something really interesting, in particular with the whole COVID situation, is I haven't turned on the news in months and months and months since all this since all of this started, because you look at the news and look at the, the hysteria that is created created there in terms of how deadly this coronavirus is and you need to really look out for these symptoms as a dry cough and look out for headaches and blah 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 and people are starting to get these uh, pay really vigilant attention to these symptoms and going oh man I don't want to get this because it sounds so bad when in reality you look at the stats and well I think it's like there's a 99.98% survival rate or something silly like this but what we see is that you do see a uh, an increase of cases of mass psychogenic illness where people, like what we talked about in the school, where people are anticipating symptoms and they actually get physical real symptoms, the number of cases that occur with that start to increase with increased media coverage. So one of the best things that you can do to look at the nocebo effect and minimize it is to stop listening to the news. Stop listening to the sensationalism of... You need to look out for all of these symptoms because when you're constantly worrying about that, chances are you're going to start to get sick and start to experience some illnesses or start to experience the anxiety and stress, which can often uh, later create physical changes in your body. So it's the one of the biggest things that's spreading at the moment in terms of the whole coronavirus situation is fear. The fear of getting this mystery invisible virus it's a whole nother topic, is something that's creating symptomatology in so many people. We know that stress affects the body. We know that our beliefs and our thoughts, and if you're constantly fearful and worried, well, chances are that that's going to create physical changes in your body. And 
we know that particularly with with certain types of fear that's going to affect the bronchioles so shortness of breath and cough and all this kind of stuff so it's a very very interesting correlation i could talk a lot more about that i think that's probably something i can save for a future episode and it's something that's a bit of a controversial topic but i think it's something that's very worth looking at okay so that wraps up today's episode so all about the nocebo effect so the takeaways for you today are twofold is firstly look at your self-talk and look at your beliefs around your body and if you have talk self-talk or beliefs that your body is weak that your body is broken or that you're not going to be able to recover from some kind of illness because that's what a doctor told you well then chances are you're being you're under the effect of the nocebo effect and that's going to be creating secondary problems in your body that, that are going to either be causing your healing to be delayed or actually causing you more illnesses so look at that to start with and the second thing is have a look into um, mass psychogenic illness and start looking at how the current world situation and how the media is influencing your beliefs around your body and how that tickle in your throat, how that can um, turn and enrol and, and grow and grow and grow and grow into into a sickness. So one of the other things is, like I said, is the second takeaway would be stop investing so much time listening to the media and listening to all the scare tactics that they're sharing because if you buy into that that's going to create a whole heap more stress and fear and anxiety which is far more likely to create physical symptoms in the body and we know this now with with the nocebo effect and how that works in the body and we also know that the number of cases and um, of and, and stress and anxiety increases with increased television watching so I don't, I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm telling you that I've been doing it for the last few months and it has dramatically <laughs> improved the quality of, of my life. The biggest virus that's spreading is, is on the news. So, all right, that's it for episode number nine, all on the nocebo effect. So start understanding the power that you have to influence your body by understanding this and negating this and replacing those old beliefs and stories in your brain about how you're sick and how you're not going to heal start replacing them and start understanding how your body responds to stress, you're going to actually start to really transform from the inside out. So I hope you found this episode useful. If you have, please share it with anyone who is, is like-minded, anyone who needs to hear this, because I know that this message can help a lot of people heal and grow and evolve. So um, thank you for helping spread this message and, and help more people um, to really harness the power of their mind and harness the power of their body. All right, guys, stay tuned for the next episode. Make sure you subscribe to stay in the know. And uh, please, if you found this uh, episode or other episodes useful, please give us a review on iTunes. That will really help uh, to get this message out to more people. See you on the next episode.